So hello and welcome back to the newest edition of Let's Talk Motorsports slash Cars. That's what it used to be. But welcome back to the show. I am your host, Tyreek, sitting here with my baby. She's new to this podcasting game. She's new to the talk show shit. Give her a round of applause. Nay, speak your shit, girl. Speak your shit. Hey. <laughs> you sound so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, If you're new to the show, around here we talk about cars. We talk about moto. We talk about auto. We talk about everything motorsports. Uh, talk about engines, car specs. Also, I have a soft spot for classic cars. So I like to talk about that a good bit too. If you'll check out my most recent episode, you realize that that was the main foundation of what I talked about. But now we're changing it up. We're doing, a little, we're doing things a little bit different for the next chapter in Let's Talk Cars or what it is now, Let's Talk Motorsports. Um, if you want any live updates or anything like that on the show or any real world news going on in the motorsports entertainment industry, definitely feel free to check out my socials at Tyree Wardron on Instagram. That's the best place to get any news updates or anything about what's going on. Now, we're going to jump into something that I feel like is going to be the new structure of the show. Okay, we're going to start off with something and keep things a little bit vibrant, a little bit different. So faster, faster, faster until the thrill of speed overcomes the fear of death. Hunter Thompson. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean to me? What does that mean to you, baby? What does that mean to you? Um, I don't know. I think it's just saying to keep at it. Like, don't let fear be the reason that you stop or you give up. Just keep going at it until your yeah like your thrill you know overcomes that see yeah i guess that's from you always wanting to put me on freaking roller coasters but it's all right exactly no 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 that's not the same thing because i can't control my speed there's a difference but you i can't slow it down when i'm too scared they know what i'm saying (laughs) i feel like it's a difference yes i really feel like you should use that reference no no i should not because no it's the thrill yes i've i've raced cars i still race i still drive pretty fucking fast is I can control my speed. I feel like that's the difference between why I'm I'm so against going on roller coasters. Eh. What you mean? Eh. I just feel like Whatever, since you bro. since you want to talk about this quote in particular, I feel like you should live by that. Go ahead. I do live by that. No, you don't. When I can control the speed <laughs> that I'm going, if I can't stop, if I can't slow myself down, and I feel like I've gotten I've gotten to my limit, then I'm not doing it. Not doing it. It's all right though. Don't be bitching out on the roller coasters. Wow. Okay. 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 It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I see how it is. All right. So jumping into our uh, first thing is uh, motorcycle news. What's going on in the moto industry right now? First off is the main thing that we uh, kind of talked about. On um, but we didn't talk about it. But we talked about it a little bit. But in the uh, Austrian Grand Prix, there was a what you would call a disaster. Uh, a couple bikes went down. A couple riders went down in a seemingly pretty big crash. But the talk of the news seems to be Valentino. Obviously, people do care about the riders that went down. They've been given the necessary health checks, whatever interviews that they need. But people have been more focused on the fact that. Um, a veteran rider, Valentino Rossi, has uh, uh, and his take on on how the how the accident occurred, what's what needs to be done or changed a little bit in the MotoGP industry. And here I'm going to read this article by Lewis Duncan. Um, Rossi has Rossi was extremely lucky to have not been collected by Franco Morbidelli's flying Patronus Yamaha. On lap nine of the Red Bull ring race, after contact with Johan Zarco at turn two, sent both down in a frightening accident. For those of you that don't know what, what went on, I advise you go on YouTube, look up a video. There's plenty of them uh, that showcase exactly what's actually going on, what's happening, um, and the actual accident and how Valentino had um, basically progressed through that accident. Now... Zarco's Ducati uh, was vaulted over a turn at track, uh, vaulted over the track 
at turn three, when it hit the air fence, um, Morbidelli's bike had just went straight through uh, Rossi and Maverick Vanelli's uh, machines, and both the riders took the restart. They ended up on, I guess, different bikes or whatnot. Um, now, of course, Rossi, the veteran rider, he is put that incident in the back of his mind, ended up coming back uh, in the race, and he ended up finishing fifth. Now, to some people, that might not be great, but fifth is actually a pretty good pole spot, in my opinion. Especially for a rider like him, I'm sure he has a strategy later on in times. Um, so, baby, you, I'm not sure if you've ever experienced like or ever seen any accidents that occurred in um, racing or motocross racing. Not motocross. Uh, MotoGP racing. Have you ever seen that shit or anything like that? Well, I watched a couple of videos um, on the Isle of Man. So I've uh, seen some, some of those, but never like in person, never... Nothing like that. It was just something from there. Eh, I've seen a couple accidents in person. They're horrible. I think that him coming in fifth was pretty good, especially considering like what happened. Because you got to get up, you got to dust yourself off, you got to get back on the bike. Oh no, nah, he didn't. He actually didn't crash. The other guys crashed, but he almost got taken out in the crash. Oh. Okay. Well, then yeah. Okay. But, you know what I'm saying, just something like that, it might put you on edge for the race, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, when there's a big crash like that, they'll usually, if it's in, like, the first, well, it's probably not the first, I was, I think, a lap nine. But if they're in, like, the um, the first couple matches, not the first, god damn it, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought right now. I'm losing my train of thought. If they're in... The first couple laps. There you go. Yeah, it'll they'll <laughs> allow a restart. Most of the time, it don't it don't matter. Like however big the crash is, that they have to stop the whole race, get the people off, get scraps off the track, shit like that. Mm-hmm. They'll still do a restart. So I'm guessing, I'm pretty sure that's what happened here. Um, and <clears throat> doing the restart, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like a mental fruition that you got to have because like, you just witnessed this big ass crash right in front of you. Now you got to think about what other. Crash is gonna be like you got to think about whether what the fuck is, what did that happen to me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that would put anybody, well, that would shake any person up to be there and witness it like firsthand and just be like, okay, wow, like, like I th- I feel like he did pretty good to be able to you know witness that and then keep going and finish like that. That was that was pretty good. Um. Hmm. And, of course, that was the Austrian GP. The next race is the Styrian GP. That occurs on August 21st. If you guys want to obviously watch it or anything like that, I'm almost certain they live stream it on YouTube. And I'm pretty sure you could catch it on any sports channel. Well, not any sports channel, but uh, any motor, any motorcycle channel or um, any auto racing thing that goes on you know what I'm saying there's a bunch of channels that just focus on auto racing and stuff like that i watch them all the time i just can't think of them off the top of my head because i mainly just focus on youtube um next up we have that was across the pond right now i'm in america so obviously that was across the pond now we're focusing on america the moto america series the moto america tour um there are three new races added in in the indianapolis um track racing weekend and also laguna seca even though i'm pretty sure those are the whatever you know what i mean (laughs) there are three new races added in um they took two races out originally from i believe the shelton uh location in washington but they are adding in three races in the indianapolis uh tourney just because they took out those two races you might you got to make up for it somehow um now, Moto America, of course, is something that I pay a, a very close attention to because I feel like if I do end up starting up a career or starting up some type of you know extra interest in that, that it will be the first place to kind of go to. That'll be the first place to kind of um, get your foot in the door. Okay, so um. Moto America has announced that it is replacing the two Hono Superbike races that were lost due to the cancellation of the Circuit of America's round with um, additional Superbike races at the Superbikes at the Brickyard and Geico Superbike Speed Fest at Monterey events. 
What's better than two Hono Superbike races? How about three? The Indianapolis and Laguna Seca rounds of the 2020 Motor America Series will feature three Superbike races to make up for the cancellation of the Coto round. Um, the final two rounds of the series at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway that occurs on October 9th to the 11th. Um, and the Weather Take Raceway in uh, Laguna Seca will feature those three races, one on Saturday and two on Sunday. Um, with the support class program remaining the same with the uh, Liquid Molly Junior Cup, the Super Sport, the Twins Cup, and the Stock 1000 classes running as normal. Um, the Moto America president, Wayne Rainey, says it's important to us, our teams, our riders, and our fans to run a 20-race Moto America uh, Superbike Championship. All right. He also said, uh, with COVID-19 forcing the cancellation of the Coda round, we believe that adding an additional Hono Superbike race to the Indian Laguna rounds is the best way to get the 20 races scheduled. If you think two Superbike races are exciting, then imagine what three will be like especially since the extra races will be in the final two rounds of the season and there could be championship implications and 75 points per round on the table. What that means is we're going to be looking at some very heated competition and it's going to be some fantastic races. Now, babe, I still want to go to the Indianapolis one. We got to go to the Indianapolis just to check it out. Just check it out. Just a little bit. No, down. Are you down? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like road trip, like just drive on over. And... Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's like what, a couple hours away, three, four hours away. We could definitely do that. Yeah, that's that's like it's like a day. <laughs> that's like a day. I'm saying, like that's like a regular day of just driving. Exactly. We did all this more the East Coast, so may as well. Alright, I'm game. Um, so definitely feel free to check out the Moto America series. That is by far very entertaining to me. Obviously, MotoGP is something otherworldly spectacular. But Moto America, for those people who are trying to attain something greater in America, who are trying to start their career, definitely feel free to check up on the Moto America stuff. Um, Do whatever training necessary, whatever licenses you need, yada, yada. But Moto America is the staple, in my personal opinion, is the staple for anyone. Uh, in the semi-pro, professional, whatever, um, stage for you to um step onto, and that's where I feel like you would get your reins, get all the necessary accolades, and then from there, attend MotoGP. Obviously, there are a couple of people that have gone from Moto America to MotoGP. Some people that have gone, some people that have like been to both, who continue to do all the series, all that stuff. Like, there's a MotoGP rider who has come back to the Moto America stuff and is still doing that now. It's, it's, it's crazy. Now, um, next, we're going to jump into the NASCAR stuff. Sheldon Creed and his truck series win in... Jesus. I just know what his truck series. I don't know if there's an actual name for it. But, ah, Daytona RC. There you go. All right. He earned his first career truck series win earlier this season in a rain-shortened event at Kentucky, and he held off his GMS racing teammate, Brett Moffitt, in a two-lap overtime Sunday to win the inaugural race on the Daytona Road course. Now, Creed masterfully executed the final two restarts, perfectly timing his entry to turn one and clearing for the lead both times through turn three. Now, in addition to the win, Creed also collected a $50,000 bonus as part of the Triple Truck Challenge. Um, the challenge will continue next week at Dover. Is that Dover, Delaware? <laughs> and then Gateway. Um now, Creed was interviewed at some point in the time that that was a nerve-wracking experience. Brett is really good on road courses, and he's helped me so much in the Chevy Simulator. I just didn't make any mistakes. He tried to cross me up a few times in turns three and five, and I just stopped in the corner so he couldn't get a run. And, of course, this is just the main stage, and this is just, I'm guessing, the beginning for Sheldon Creed. Um... 
obviously congratulations to him on his road course win in Daytona. And I'm sure he's going to be stepping up to bigger stages later on in his career um, for more truck series wins. And honestly, I feel like a lot of people who do truck series might probably end up in the NASCAR realm as well, like in the NASCAR um, Indy 500s and stuff as well. So I feel like if he's up to it, he'll probably step up to the plate and end up doing some great things in that as well. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, just speak. All right. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Why? Because now I feel like now I feel like I'm messing up. I feel like I'm messing up. I feel like now you're messing because you're saying yes, yes, yes. So what you gonna do? I don't know. We're gonna just keep going and then see where it go. Because this might be a funny moment. Who knows? LOL in the chats. LOL in the chat. I don't know, man. I'm just talking. <laughs> All right. Next up is the is Ferrari, actually. Ferrari has since created an esports championship for their racing teams, for their racing academy. Now, with the winner, when they have a winner of the competition, they get a chance to join at Sim Racing Driver Academy. All right. The new Ferrari Hublot esports series is being run for both amateur and professional racers and will use the Assetto Corsa platform. If you don't know what Assetto Corsa is, that is a great game. Honestly, that is one of the best games for sim racing ever. All right. It is one of the games that I have had personal experience with. And I can see why plenty of people would go to this in order to be a sim racing platform. Now, as a series of events with drivers using an exclusive Ferrari 488 Challenge Evo are scheduled throughout the autumn, any European citizen aged over 18 can enter the amateur competition. Registration opens in August with the first qualifying rounds starting in September. So, well, I don't know if you're European, but if you are, try and register. See what you could do. Um, The leading competitors from this stage will be taken forward to the next rounds in October where there will be a series of events that will include professional racers invited by Ferrari. Formula One drivers, or driver Charles Leclerc will also be drafted in to help offer advice to competitors as the series progresses. The finals will take place in November, with the overall champion being offered the chance to join the Ferrari Driver Academy Hublot Esports team for 2021. Now, I'm not going to lie. If I had the opportunity to do this, I damn sure would. I would be the first sign up. Um, I don't know how well I do, but I would definitely put my name in the running and see what I could do and, you know, possibly end up on the Ferrari esports team, man. That would be an incredible feat. Obviously, I don't know if that would bring you to the real world racing, but hey, you don't have to worry about crashing and dying. I'm just being honest with you. So, baby, I don't know if you play video games. Well, I don't know if you play racing video games as much as I used to or as much as I do. What do you think? I think it's dope. Like I would definitely sign up, but I'm not. I mean, I'm not good. You're. Right. I, I'm not. The, I'm not the best driver. Oh, we know. But, <laughs> <laughs> kiss my ass. So, <laughs> I'm not the best driver, but I, I definitely think it would be fun. And you know, like, I feel like that's the reason that you should do it. Like, live a little. Live a little. Live a, live little. a little. But you scared to go ninety miles an hour? Hush. <laughs> I went 103 miles an hour, so I yeah, don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, by accident. It wasn't on accident. It was by accident. It's okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. Admit it. Admit you, it. You you, you had you wasn't you wasn't you by wasn't two miles per hour. You went 105. All, I went 103. Yeah, because that's as far as your little car can go. My car is not little. <laughs> I have a nice sized. It's SUV, little sports utility vehicle. Thank it's you. little. It's, not it's little. little. Just because you got that big ass bus. I don't have no big bus. Yo, she's <laughs> mad. My truck better. That's all. It's okay. It's okay. Ah, uh, it's okay though. Throwing shade or whatnot. It's all right. It's not shade, baby. It's shade. It's looking real shady over here. Let me open the blinds. Shut up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now. With this esports championship, that's also something that uh, you could also tune into. 
I'm not sure where, but I could definitely find that out. I might keep y'all updated with the next episode. Uh, if you want to listen to the next episode, feel free to come back or check my social medias. You know, shameless plug. At Tyree Waldron on Instagram. That's T-A-R-I-G-W-A-L-D-R-O-N. For any updates or anything, any new news, you know. Now, for the next step in this episode of Let's Talk Motorsports. Am I seductive? Am I being seductive? No? No? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Next episode runs us to what I found something very interesting. It's not not necessarily about cars, but it kind of is. Questions. Awkward. Weird. Funny. Questions that people ask NASCAR drivers. Baby, you're going to take over the reins of this one. Go ahead and talk about it. Okay, so do NASCAR drivers wear diapers? Um, without reading the answer to this question, I'm gonna say that is kind of a good question because if like I don't know, I don't watch NASCAR and everything, so I don't know how long the races are. And me personally, I have to pee a lot, so <laughs> you know, what if they got they can't stop, they can't pull over and be like, oh, let me let me take a leak or whatever. So do they wear diapers? That's a good question to me. Do you think that is a good question? No. I mean, yes, I think it's a good question, but I feel like they would not wear. Okay, so before I read the answer, uh-huh. what do you think the answer is? Oh, they um they like relieve themselves before they actually do okay, the race. Okay, so what if they and... about to get in an accident or something? Like what if they see the accident coming and they get so scared that they shit themselves? Then what? Well, that's different. That's not different. Yes, it is. That's different. I'm so talking about in a race. If they're fully safe, if they if they feel fully safe and comfortable, right? And they're in the race, they're not gonna pee or shit themselves, okay? You they normally relieve themselves before the race, right? And then they might take like something to dehydrate them beforehand. So then they don't have to pee. Because they already sweat a lot, so you know how hot it is inside of a NASCAR? Well, no, I've never been in one. Am I right? <laughs> okay. Yes, you are right. Okay, so it says, in Daytona 500, drive, drivers have to drive continuously for three hours after waving of after the waving of the green flag. That's why fans want to know if NASCAR drivers poop in their suits. The answer is no. Before starting the race, drivers use the toilet and empty themselves. Okay. I mean, like, I guess. But I just feel like, you know... That's a good question. Okay. That's have a good question ever, because... Have you ever worked out? Well, yes, I've worked okay, out. Okay, right, right, right. But what I'm saying is like <laughs> during your workout, did you ever have to go to the bathroom? Yes. And you stop and you go to the bathroom. Well, yeah, you just suck. No, wait. No, I Because like, if, swe- if you're sweating tenfold, if you're sweating a lot, your body doesn't have enough liquid inside Never mind. to reduce yeah, a no. lot of your... I don't, I don't think about it. I don't Therefore, think about you it. don't have the sensation to pee. Like actually during your workout, not after the workout. Okay, yeah. Now I think about it, like during my workouts, I don't really because I usually go to the bathroom before. Driving for three hours is a work that it is hot. Bullshit. We was driving from the East Coast. I had to pee. Okay, but here's the thing, though. I'm talking about you had AC and whatnot. All right, (laughs) I did. I had to pee once the entire journey, and that's because it was a ten hour drive. Okay, (laughs) moving on. Next question: Do NASCAR drivers pee in their suits during the race? Okay, that's, 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 that's the, the same, same question. question. Yeah. I mean, that's the next I mean, question. It's, it's, it's kind of the same thing, but this one would be like how they dehydrate themselves, basically. But yeah, so it's basically exactly what you just said. Yeah. So no, because they empty themselves and then they're sweating a lot, so they don't really have to. They don't really produce enough um, liquid or fluid or whatever to have to pee. So yeah, no. Uh, do NASCAR drivers listen to music while racing? I think that that is a good question. Because no. me personally, when That's... I drive, before even if I'm going down the street to get gas, I need to play my music. I need to okay. connect this my phone is... and play and play. But my this music. is this is this is this is this is a sport. Yes, it's a sport. Okay, do you see NBA players with head with Bluetooth headphones on while they playing? No, I used don't. to. When I, I mean, not not learning the game because you got to hear and stuff. Exactly, like, that's the same thing with driving. They have communicators in their helmets. They have to fucking listen to what their engineers are saying. Be like, okay, your tires is going down. You need to come in for a pit stop. You need to come in for a tire change. You need to come in to refuel. Uh, you got this guy coming up on the right side. You need to defend. You got this guy coming up. All right. So all right, keep pace, keep pace. Okay, so like I feel that. like you know the answer to all these questions. It says the answer is absolute no. NASCAR racers, oh, excuse me. NASCAR races like Daytona 500 is a high-speed competitive race. Drivers have concentrated on... These sentences are weird. Drivers have concentrated 
on drivers. the track always. That doesn't make sense. But anyways, drive, I'm going to say drivers have to concentrate on the track always. Listening to music will break concentration and may lead them into having crashes. So, yeah, okay, no. I, I don't know. I don't think it has to be like loud, like nah, I bang my music. Nah, you know I mean? but no, like, no, but like just no a little, music just a lot of like jazz or something. I don't know. <laughs> Me, I couldn't even do that with music. Like to to rate, like uh-huh. like maybe like in a passenger car. Obviously, like I, I could drive fast or whatnot with music playing. Hmm. But on a track where you have to, where you have, you have to be paying attention to every turn coming up. I cannot listen to music. I would. I would I'd probably start focusing more on the music than I would to a person giving me directions. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Do NASCAR cars have air conditioning? No. Well, I guess you answered that already because yeah. you said they'd be sweating and it's <laughs> no, hot. It's hot as shit in the So, no, they don't have air conditioning. They've been coming um, out so wet. <laughs> they're different from passenger cars. Um, and they're does does it mean the NASCAR cars are heavier? No, NASCAR cars are lighter. Are lighter, okay. okay so adding, con- okay, lighter. yeah. So it says adding air condition will add more weight, which is not safe to drive. For safety issues, NASCAR stock cars do not have AC facilities. Okay, so what do NASCAR drivers eat before a race? Whatever I feel like they that's- want. No, no. <laughs> Hi, you're that wrong. I don't know. No. Okay, so that says that they have to eat carefully on race day. They need to eat something that won't put extra weight and have high protein. Eating foods varies from drivers to driver. Sorry, that sounded weird. Eggs, sausage, bacon, yogurt, and a lot of water are the ideal menu. I guess. I ain't never had that issue because I'm usually like, if I'm- Because well, you eat everything. No, but my thing is like, <laughs> when I was racing, my races were three, four hours fucking long. My races were like, at it was at a time. It was maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes at a time. It was <laughs> never, It was never that fucking long, you know? Okay, and then it says, do NASCAR drivers go home after a race? I feel like... Well, where else they going to go? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's weird. I mean, you know, obviously not right after the Yeah, race not right done, after the race. they probably got, like, fans. And they got, like... They got to do press interviews yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, all, all that type of stuff. So, it says, initially, it seems NASCAR is a one-man show. Only the driver is responsible for the race. But the truth is, it's a team game. Every driver... Every driver race under a team and sponsor. Every driver races under a team and sponsor. I don't like this article because <laughs> they have poor grammar. Okay. Drivers have to cooperate with the team. So drivers cannot go home whenever they want. NASCAR events happen for 10 months. And Jesus. And there are some major breaks during the season. Mm. Okay, so yeah, no. At least there are three breaks available, and that time drivers can spend with their families. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Do NASCAR drivers use both feet? Ah, before I said, I don't think so. No way. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. My thing is... But I don't know the setup. Is it like the setup? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I've never like I've I've sat in it for a time, but I never got the ability to drive it. So I don't know how the gears and nothing that none of that work. Okay, it says it depends on the driver. Using both feet can save their time. Drivers can use left foot to brake and the right foot to speed up. Mm. So I guess so. I don't know. Do NASCAR drivers have cooled suits? Apparently not. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, like, yeah. I, if they I think come we know out, that answer. Like drenched like that, yeah, no. I think we know that um, answer. You could just go to the next one. That's a pretty selfish. Can NASCAR drivers talk to each other? Probably not. Probably not. That doesn't seem because you should be talking to your team, not yeah. to another driver. Yeah, yeah. So that's just it. Okay. Oh wait, that. <laughs> it's okay. So yeah, I mean, I guess those are, some of them are good questions. Some of them are kind of repetitive, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was our take on NASCAR drivers. And you know, you know what? The next thing I want to jump into Formula One. Right. So Formula One. With the Spanish GP occurring yesterday at Cirque de Barcelona in Catalonia, British driver Lewis Hamilton comes away with another. First place victory 
putting him one step closer to toppling Michael Schumacher's record that he holds now. Lewis Hamilton is becoming one of the best, if not the greatest, Formula One driver ever. And he's still at a pretty young age, so best believe his career is going to last a very long time. And coming in second, Dutch Max Verstappen, although he was racing for the America. Then we have Finnish driver in third, Valtteri Bottas. And in fourth, Canadian Lance Stroll. And of course, in fifth, Mexican Sergio Perez, a.k.a. Chico. All right. Now, we're going to go into this Lewis Hamilton article by CNN, CNN Sports. And my baby is going to read it for y'all. Go ahead, love. Okay, so Lewis Hamilton produced a dominant display to win the Spanish Grand Prix and extend his lead at the top of the Formula One standings. The Mercedes driver never relinquished his position at the front of the pack, having started on pole in Barcelona to claim his fourth win of the season. The win moves him to within three of Michael Schumacher's all-time record of 91 and 37 points clear of Max Verstappen and the F1 2020 Drivers' Championship standings. All right. I'm sure there's more to that. But as we all know... You didn't tell me where to stop reading. I didn't know. (laughs) All right. Well, Lewis Hamilton, like I said, has... Honestly, I believe he drives from Mercedes, or he drives a Mercedes bike, not bike. Is it Lewis Hamilton? Yeah, his name is Lewis Hamilton. He's a... Um, yes, he's the Mercedes driver. Okay, Mercedes. All right, I was right. I was just making sure, man. I was just making sure. I didn't catch all of this freaking race. Don't get it twisted. Mercedes driver. And you drive a Chevy. Hush. GMC. Oh my God, is that the same thing? Like no, GM, no, GM owns GMC. Whatever, bro. Um, I mean, you had a chef. Basically, you got the same car. Basically, you got the same car. (laughs) You got the same car, just a different color. Either way, Lewis Hamilton has showcased that why he is or is going to be one of the greatest drivers of all time. Now, of course, my favorite driver in this world for Formula One is Lewis Clark. Um, obviously he's passed away since 1960s, but whatever. That's just my guy to go to. You know what I'm saying? Best driver, hands down. Whatever. But Lewis Hamilton has definitely showcased why he will be one of the greatest of all time. I can safely say that. If anyone got beef, holla at me on my socials at Tyree Waldron <laughs> on Instagram, nigga. Shameless plug. Anyway, um, moving forward, we're waiting on the next actual GP because I think they're going to still continue in um the Spanish uh, Grand Prix for the drivers for Formula 1 and I'm trying to see if Lewis is going to maintain that high streak because even in qualifying he he still does he like in qualifying he still did so far so well like he's been in the lead pole positions for starting since the beginning of this of this Grand Prix series so I don't I'm I'm pretty sure someone of his caliber is gonna maintain that. And I feel like the lowest position he might ever put himself in is fifth in any race. But he's so ahead with the points, I feel like that won't do much. Like it won't hinder him in any way. Like it won't make the competition even greater. Cause I don't know if, if I've ever explained this to you, but there's two types of wins. There's the winning the race, right? Which ha- sorry. There's the winning the race. Okay, but then there's also the point system that occurs. Right okay. now, the way the race goes, whoever wins obviously wins. Okay, whoever comes in first wins. But the point system, okay, is basically every race ha- um, is a certain amount of points. Whatever position you in gets you a certain amount of points. Okay. okay, so if you're if you're in first all the time, you get the largest amount of points. Whatever. Okay. But let's say because drivers don't always come in first. They come in second, third, fourth, but it's like it's a race series over the course of like 30, 40, 50 races. Every race worth a, every race worth points. Right. They're not always going to come in the same position. It's not always going to be even. So right. it'll be maybe one race to get 25 points, right? 
then maybe the next race they get 13th because they finished in fucking eighth. Okay? I understand. Yeah, it's like that. So when you you could win, but you might not be the champion. Right. Because you didn't win the most races. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you didn't get that higher position. Like there could be somebody who got third every single time and they'll end up in first because the person who got first ended up in fifth and the person who got second ended up in like 13th and they ended up behind them more and more than that person who consistently got third. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. So I'm pretty, but Lewis has, I'm pretty sure he's been in the pole position top five every single time. I, I don't think I've ever read or seen anything with this guy coming in anything below fifth. I'm saying he's always had pole. He's always been at the front of the start of the starting grid. I just feel like he's gonna he's gonna maintain that and he's gonna keep going far. I have a question. Yeah. Um. So when the Grand Prix like series starts or whatever, uh-huh. I don't know if it's gonna be a dumb question or not. Okay. Go but, ahead. Okay. When the series start, like, is it in one location like the entire time, or is it like okay, a Grand Prix series starts? But there are different races in different places, like how basketball is. Okay, like, I, I got you. Okay. I got you. Um, no, it happens all across the world. For one season. Yes, all across the world. Okay. That's why they might one. That's my one day. They'll be in Spain. Next day, England. Next, uh, not the next day, obviously, but like the next race, they'll be in fucking France. You know, some shit. It's it's all over. Okay. Um. There are some that occur, obviously, within the same country, mm-hmm. but it might be a different track, or it'll be the same track, but with a completely different layout. Because uh-huh. they could like there are sections of the track that you could just put up cones and shit, and mm-hmm. put up blockades where it creates a whole another track. Okay. And Grand Prix tend to happen on like city streets, like they'll block off city streets, like in Monte uh, in uh, Monte Carlo, they'll. Mm-hmm. They blocked off city streets, and that is like that big, like in the city center. That's where they'll have the fucking race going. I think we should go see one. I'm game. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Shit, I would love to. Honeymoon. Um, honeymoon. honeymoon? I'm game. <laughs> uh, yeah, for those of you that don't know, we're getting married. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hold the applause. Hold the applause. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Last but not least, we, well, me, I'm going to discuss what I feel is pretty good starter motorcycle. This is going to be a segment where I have at the end where I might either talk about a classic car, might talk about a bike, might talk about something, just something that I find interesting or something that I feel like talking about today. Today. Huh? Are you like transitioning to a different topic? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I thought Grand his Grand Prix he's talking about cars. <laughs> nah, nah, we're done. We're done with Lewis, bro. We're done with Lewis Hamilton. All right, okay. we're moving on to what I would like to call the final segment. I want a fast sport motorcycle, but he wants to give me a what is it? What? A small one, a three or three? What is that you want to give me? First of all, 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 no, no, because you've never been on a bike. I've just, I have, bro. Okay, you don't know how to ride well. That's the point. You don't know how to ride. Fuck you. I've been trying to teach you, but you're scared of the bike. So if there's, I have a, I have a bike. Like it's a bigger size engine. It's a bigger size power. Okay, it's more power in the bike. That bike, I'm fine. Yes. So I would get you a bike with less power, so you feel less scared on the bike. Don't shake your head. What is wrong with you? I'm not gonna have you kill yourself. No. No. I, and I'm not gonna. I'm, we're not. We're not gonna buy a a new bike for you, or we're not gonna no, get you a bike and then like, you damage it the next day. No. It's like when I ride your bike, the only time that I'm not scared is when I'm like actually going fast. I'm scared before I take off, and when I'm slowing down. Because it the fucking bike vibrates and yes, moves because so it's a much. cruiser, bro. Comfortable, bro. Because I don't like it's it. a cruiser. Like Cruisers it. vibrate. I don't like it. Cruisers shake. And then you have so much like, like like a small amount of space, like not space, but like a small amount of like room when you like let go of the clutch. Like is that? It's like a small. Spot oh, you are talking about you, the friction zone? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what that, okay, that's what it's called. Yeah. Yes. Where I have to like start applying the throttle, and so it was like, what if I miss it? Then the fucking bike stalls out on me, and then that's a big ass bike. So when it fell on me and burned my leg, I was not. I wasn't feeling that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a bit like. Okay, no. but exactly. But you see my point. I'm not gonna get you a more powerful bike. 
but I want to go fast. Okay. Your a three, vi- uh, Ninja 300 goes fast. It could, it could hit 100 miles an hour, but I want you to be well enough that you can control the bike. That's what I. That's all I want you to do, control the bike. I can't control Why the do you bike. think when I first learned, when I had to relearn how to ride a motorcycle, I spent all day inside that freaking parking lot. That's all I did, up and down, stopping and going, because that's what's important. Stopping and then going again, then stopping and then going again. Not riding. Riding is easy. Once you get up to speed, it's easy, okay? I mean, you still don't know how to shift. That's something we yes, got to work on. I do. You still had the throttle. You still were on throttle when you were thr- when you were trying to shift. So, like I was saying, <laughs> a beginner motorcycle for someone like you, baby, is going to be what I honestly feel like is the best thing to start off with. Okay, so what? Either what, that or a four hundred. Okay, so what's the beginner bike that you think would be right for me? Okay, for those of you that want a beginner bike, but you like the cruiser style. I don't want a cruiser. Honda Rebel. I don't want to cruise That's what I'm going to recommend. I'm not going to go over CC season or like that. But for you, the sport bike people, okay? Sport bike people. <laughs> I like cruises, but I have ridden sport bikes. Um, I, like I said, if I get a sport bike right now with the age that I'm at, with the with the with the <laughs> with the danger that I like to attain, <laughs> I would end up on a track at some point in time. Now, I would say is the Ninja 300. For me? Yes. Ninja 300. Oh, the, the, the 390. The KTM? Yeah. Well, it doesn't... <laughs> just because... Okay, just because it's... Five. Uh, oh, no, fuck it. Five. The five. The... Hush. Just stop. Just because stop. you said the six was meant for the track. So, uh, you can give me either a five or a 650. Okay. Shh. Because you don't know what you're talking about. I know what I want. What I say for someone who's never been on a bike ever. I've been on a bike. Oh my god. I've been on my grandfather's bike and I've been on your bike. You've been on the back. Hush. But back of what? Your grandfather. You've been on the back of your grandfather's bike. I would bike. never try to draw that big ass bike. <laughs> that is the size of a car. And I would. That's the difference between you and I. <laughs> that is a big Yeah, they're just heavy. Big, big bike. It's okay. I'd still ride it. I mean, yeah. Obviously, I'd still ride it. <laughs> but like no, I wanna... All right, so the Kawasaki Ninja 300. I'm with H2. It's a bike that's of... Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. What the H2. It's a bike that's of decent size. Okay, so like it's not a bike that's... It's not a bike that's little, basically. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I sit on it, I'll still look correct, basically. Like because I'm tall as shit, right? You're fairly tall as well. <laughs> yes, I know. Thank you. Shut <laughs> it's a bike that when you um that when you're on it, you don't feel like it's like it's a baby bike. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like a like a mini bike or nothing like that. It's a it's a full size bike. It's a 299 displacement or 296, I believe. 296 displacement. Uh, that's 296 cc's. That's just the engine size. Okay, that it has power. It has the ability to attain 100 miles an hour. Whatever. When you get that, when you get that fear from away from you and you're able to actually like you know progress and push your limits now i wouldn't recommend doing it i wouldn't recommend demonstrating it i would just cruise in about you know the 70 60 mile an hour range because cruising at that at at 100 miles an hour on that bike not safe you're gonna feel probably you're gonna be topping that bike out by 100 miles an hour you'll be topping the bike out right (laughs) Like with the like with the cruiser, like I've topped that bike out, and then it'll shut itself back down, and then you gotta like like kind of like wait a little bit for it to figure itself out, and then you start back up. You know what I'm saying? Well, why wouldn't you go for a bit um like a bigger, not bigger one, but I know what you're saying. Yes, I know what you're saying, but I had to relearn. That's why I didn't want to get on a 1500 cc bike. Well, I wasn't going to get you a 1500 cc. I'm just saying, like you wanted a bike, and before you even before we even got the bike, I knew you was gonna want to go fast. Like yes, you said you were in like a cruiser, like you were interested in the cruiser. Yes, because I like but being I relaxed. Know, but, and I knew that if I had the bike, I'd be okay, taking it to work. You ride at hundred and fifteen miles an hour in your bus, relaxed. That's how you drive. You ride fast. You relax at fast speeds. That's just who you are. <laughs> so I knew that you were gonna want to go fast on a motorcycle. 
whatever bro <laughs> so well, like, yes you could have got a, a yes you could have stick on your cruiser like you wanted your cruiser and stuff yeah, but i feel like you should got like a bigger engine or whatever yeah something okay. that'll make you go a little faster because if you yeah. going 90 90 is not fast enough for you it's not <laughs> and you got you about to you maxing the bike out like that we should just got you something bigger so it's whatever i know that later on and probably like the next year or two i'm gonna end up with two sport bikes one for you one for me uh, yours, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. I want you to be, if when you're able to ride the cruiser with like correctly, okay, and able to actually do everything that I've been trying to teach you, right, mm-hmm. correctly, and you're actually able to go on the highway with the bike, ride the bike in the streets, ride around comfortably by yourself, then, and only then, Will I even think about getting you anything above a 300? <laughs> All right. Wait, why wouldn't you do what I did for you when you was relearning? Yeah, that's like, what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I'm saying, because at one, because at some point I said, but you don't have to come with me. Like, I'm going to ride this shit to work. Okay, cool. Like, I don't need you to be behind. Okay. At that point, when, and you do that for a, for a good bit of time, that is when I'm going to feel like you're well enough to take on. A 650. You're well enough to take on, I don't know if you're going to be able to take on a 600, but well enough to take on a 650. I'm damn sure not going to get you a 1,000. That's not the question. (laughs) Why? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, beginner motorcycle, I'd say get the Ninja 300. All right. The Ninja 300 is a decent size. It still feels like, you know, a man's bike, basically. Not like a man's bike. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't okay. know what you're saying. All right. There are <laughs> there are bikes that are very little. Yep. Right? Like It's a smaller CC bike, but the chassis that it's in is little. Okay? Mm-hmm. It makes you feel like you're on a kid's fucking motorcycle. Now, this is still relatively full size. So, you still feel like you're riding... A, like you still feel like basically like you're riding a bike that has a decent size. You don't feel like you're on some little kid shit, right? <laughs> it's a lightweight bike, okay. Um, it performs well on the streets. It's good for taking to school, whatever, going to the not to the store, but like going run an errand real quick and something like that. It's real good for that, okay. This bike, like you could also hit the highway. It's not gonna impede you in any way. You know, highway speed is like sixty, sixty-five. Uh, well, over here, it's like seventy. <laughs> yeah. But you'll be able to attain it, okay. You'll be able to get there and ride and cruise, okay. You might have to hold on with two hands, but you'll be able to cruise, all right. Um, now this bike is also, also like, it's, it's fun. It's a fun bike. That's one thing that some people don't seem to like pay attention to. Some people don't seem to like it's, um, like for me, I find my bike is fun. I think it is fun. Can I do wheelies and shit on it? No. With this bike it's mainly, it could be used as a stunt bike. It's a bike that gets used like that sometimes, you know, just because of the fact that it's a decent size motor. But it's size, but it's not too powerful. You know, obviously, there's people who do wheelies with, like, bikes that's up here. Like, dumb, powerful, all that stuff. But this bike is also just as fun for the buck. And let's, I'm not even on the price yet. The price range for it is about five grand. Brand fucking new out the deal of five grand. Obviously, with the ABS, it might be a little bit more, like 5500 But brand new out the dealership, five grand. Cheap. For a new rider, that's fucking wonderful. Um, obviously like the bigger CC bikes, they cost more. If you want to get a 600, that's probably going to be like 9,000 or $10,000. If you want to get, um, ZX-10R, that's probably like 15 grand or 14. I don't even know the exact price, but it's up there. It's up there. Now, obviously the 650 has a decent price as well. The 400 has a decent price as well. Um, for the money that, like, you know, bang for the buck, basically this for people starting out, for people who's not going to be scared of their bikes. Obviously, this is a bike that you might end up upgrading from, or once you get comfortable with it, you might feel the need to upgrade from. So that is the one thing that I feel like might be uh, something that would interfere. Because, you know, because with me, I already want a bigger bike. <laughs> I already want something much faster. I already want something more powerful. Yes, I know. So I don't understand why we just okay. this long. Okay, <laughs> but I'm saying, though, for someone who's just starting out brand new, Mm-hmm. who's never been on a bike outside of an MSF course, 
this is this bike would be perfect for you. A Ninja, a Kawasaki Ninja 300. Okay, obviously mm-hmm. you can get the 400 as well. Um, 650 is usually if you go to a dealership, they would recommend a 650. Me personally, I've been to dealerships. <laughs> I've, I mean, I don't work in one, but I've like been asked questions and stuff like that about my writing history, yada, yada, yada. Those people like to upsell a lot. If you're going to go out and get your own bike, do the research, do whatever you got to do. But Kawasaki Ninja 300, if you feel like you can handle a bigger bike, um, if you feel confident in your in yourself and you feel like you have the right maturity, okay, to handle and deal with the bike as necessary, most definitely get a bigger bike. Get something that you feel that, that you're, you're going to keep for a long time. With a Kawasaki Ninja 300, I would say you might you might get tired. You might get a little bummed out by the fact that it, it doesn't have as much power as a 6 or it doesn't have as much power as a 650. But it's something that you could learn on. It's something that you could hand to your girlfriend to learn on. It's something that you could give to your kids to learn on. It's a great learner's bike. It's a great bike to start off with. And if you don't plan on doing like highway runs, if you don't plan on doing um like distance trips or racing even racing ninja 300 is fantastic there's an entire class for just 300 cc bikes um and it's a great way to get your foot in the door if you want to do stunt stuff as well that my friends is why i would recommend the kawasaki ninja 300 is the best bang for the buck perfect to learn on perfect to pass down to other folks who want to learn and very good pricing. That is it for this episode of Let's Talk Motorsports and Let's Talk Cars. Now, I'm going to say my goodbye. <laughs> Nay, yes. say your goodbyes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's it for the show that's it for the episode if you guys want to hear more if you want to find any updates if you want to you know contribute to some show notes or anything like that feel free to hit me up on my instagram at t-a-r-i-g-w-a-l-d-r-o-n that's the best place to get any news or any updates on this show or mine no 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 that's m-i-g-h-t-y dot n-a-y but she's not going to post nothing <laughs> about the show. But if you want to follow me, you know, just go ahead. I'll I follow guess. back. I'll follow back. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, definitely feel free to um, hit me up on the social medias and just share. Share with your peoples. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the next episodes that will be coming once a week, every week until, I don't know. Probably forever. (laughs) (laughs) Probably forever. Okay.